Welcome to Effortless Manifesting with Candace Cherie. Here you will learn to transform your life, heal your past, and become the person who has it all. Effortless Manifesting is your one-stop shop for all things manifesting. Stick around and join us for laughs, love, and new beginnings. Welcome to Effortless Manifesting Podcast. I am Candace Cherie, and this is George Osara. Hi, I'm George Osara. <laughs> He sounds like a radio voice already. He's so good at this. No clue what you're talking about. (laughs) So we're here today to talk to you about some amazing things about manifesting relationships. Is this real? No, we're just practicing. Oh my God. I thought this was real for a second. I felt very official. I know, but it sounds real, right? It sure does. You got to get closer to the microphone. I'm as close as I can. And if I'm any closer, I'm going to ingest it. (laughs) We're sharing a microphone. Isn't that funny? I don't think that's very COVID safe, but who cares? Oh, he kisses me too. It's not very COVID safe. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Dracula, my favorite. Yes. He he thinks I sound like Dracula when I laugh. You sound exactly like it when you go... (laughs) Sometimes, okay. I either know that that means I either took my shirt off, I slipped, (laughs) or I may have thought about farting, and that's exactly where that comes from. Oh, gosh. Yes. Truth. Facts. I like facts. So, let's talk about it. Talk about what? Let's talk about love. I love love. Let's talk about love, baby. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about you and me. me. Let's talk about talk all the good things and the He ruined it. I was totally grooving and he ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm the guitar player and you're the singer. That's true. I do not sing. No, you. but you play a mad guitar. Nah, the guitar is relatively happy. I mean, look at it. It's, it's nice <laughs> you're so good at guitar. I can't even. Every time I hear him play, I kind of lose my mind a little bit. So mm. that you said that after I was tuning my guitar. God bless your heart, but that wasn't even playing. <laughs> like I started tuning the first and second strings. Like you are so good. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to find an E. That's it. It's true. It's true. So oh, I love you. I love you. You're so good to me. Um, you always say such nice things. I do. Yeah. Because, you know, you're so complimentary to me. You know, like when I turned down the heat the other day, you're like, I love that you know how to do that, babe. <laughs> I'm like, what? Turn, push a button? You're so sweet. Man. Well, okay. you got to keep it, you know, always complimenting. I, I read a study once that said early on in your relationship, when you're super duper in love, it's like 10 compliments to one criticism. Is it 10 or I thought it was five, but if they upped it more, the better. I think it's 10, but it could be wrong. But I really believe it's like 10 to one, maybe even 20 to one. It's super high to one. And then after you're married and after you've been together for a long time, it goes down reverse, like 20 criticisms to one compliment. Mm -hmm. And I've even learned personally, being with this wonderful woman, um, (laughs) when I'm complimenting, it's even more important to do it in the moments where you feel like complimenting just doesn't feel like it trips well off your tongue. Like sometimes you want to say like, oh, she put that thing there. He did that thing. And oh my, I just (laughs) want to let her have it or him have it. You don't want to do that. That's actually the moment where I'm learning to catch myself and substitute it with a comment because then from there it becomes a habit. And it's like the bad habits are so easy to just kind of ooze in mm-hmm. or ease in or whatever and kind of take you over without you even consciously thinking about what action or word you're saying. It's yeah. It becomes it's still conscious, but it's easy to compliment, even in the moments you don't feel like it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's the best at that. And he totally knows my love language, which the number one love language for me is all five. 
It's awful. <laughs> Maybe, but words of affirmation. And I always say, touch me and tell me I'm pretty and I'm happy. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. That's all that I need from you is touch me, tell me I'm pretty. And don't forget the perfectly seasoned filet mignon. Oh, this man makes the best steak you've ever had in your life. It only took 17 tries, but I finally <laughs> got it down, I think, yesterday after being with her for three years. Kiss me. I love you. I love you <laughs> People are going to be like, oh my gosh, Chris. <laughs> okay, I'm shutting this one off. You, you guys can smooch all you want. Uh, they're over it. So back to my original point, compliments and being able to keep it fresh and keep it like feeling like it's new every day by making sure that you are putting your partner's needs and and wants on a priority for yourself. Mine always felt like, I don't want to call it catered to, but I want to say that they're always regarded always regarded even when i'm feeling down she's always coming up to me putting her hand on my shoulder and saying what's wrong honey what do you need what can i do and sometimes the best thing to do is just nothing and to be present and that's what i've learned from you well presence thank you no thank you you did it yeah so for those of you who are in a relationship right now or maybe you're not and you want to learn kind of what to do once you are in your relationship once you've manifested the love of your life the way that we have with each other, um, you want to make sure that you are being, obviously, like George says, present with them and also able to compromise. So I notice when I compromise, it's a lot, it works a lot better than me being like, no, I want this. And mm-hmm. You're looking <laughs> at me because of my little bad biting cheek habit. Oh, right yeah. Now, yeah I maybe. have this thing. I bite my cheek and it drives her nuts. Yes, it does. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I don't mean to. It's totally unconscious. But again, we were just talking about presence. Presence so and, and, and compromising where I could, you know, punch him or I could just look at him lovingly and he knows, babe, stop. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's about choosing to do things in a nicer, more loving, in a kinder way. Punch gently. Punch gently. Yes. And Be like I love you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Punch lovingly. Um and be be the best version of yourself so that your partner has an easier time dealing with you. You know, you don't want to come into the relationship with so much baggage and trauma and drama that your partner has to work overtime just to please you. You need to be able to please yourself first so that what they do feels good, it feels natural, it sticks, uh, and it, you want to say something, don't you? No, oh, I, okay. I'm just, I'm munching, I'm snacking on my <laughs> oh, cheek right oh, now. Oh, yum, okay. <laughs> I'll so, stop eventually. <laughs> okay, anyway, so you want to make sure that you are being the best version. Like I said, be the best version of yourself so that you can show up and be there for them. Because if you're a hot mess and they're a hot mess, that's a that's a quadruple, duple, duple hot mm-hmm. mess. And it's not good. That used to be George and I. And then she makes me clean it up. We used to be hot messes together. <laughs> we used to clean it up. <laughs> so, but we, we did. We used to be hot messes together. And so we were constantly breaking up because really what we needed was space. We didn't want to break up. But we needed space to heal. And we were trying to resolve each other's issues when the truth of it was we needed to give each other and hold space for each other 
to allow ourselves to resolve our own issues because mm-hmm. that's where it comes down to. A lot of times I think we get caught up in that that web in the relationship where there's a problem. So that means we are the only ones responsible for solving it because ego kicks in sometimes and tells us only we know how to resolve a problem internally mm-hmm. or externally the best. Yeah. So that's not the case. Instead of doing that, we actually sometimes need to do the exact opposite. Be completely hands off, take a step back, pull that ego back down and allow it to resolve itself because it will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely, you know, looking at self as number one. It's always about your self-concept. And you guys know, my avid followers and all my social media, you know how much I talk about self-concept and how important it is to have a healthy self-concept. And if your self-concept is that I'm a hot mess, guess what? That's what you're going to project in your reality. So it's very important that you work on those things that have been um, plaguing you your whole life. The past limiting beliefs, your trauma, all those things. And when you do that, all of a sudden, you, like I said, free up space for your partner to show up the way that you need and reflect back to you who you really are. When mm-hmm. you are love, your partner will show you love. It's unconscious. They unconsciously do it. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you are presenting yourself as the best version at all times. And if you're feeling triggered, it's okay to talk to your partner, but also ask yourself, what do I need self? What is this that's presenting itself to me? What do I need? Do I need to meditate? Do I need mirror work? Do I need to spend time alone? You know, George and I still need that. We had some time apart today for about an hour, which felt like a long time. But (laughs) (laughs) what were we saying before? It's like, you know, we need to spend three days apart. We literally spent not even an hour. Like, okay, I'm ready. It was great. It was like, okay, let's go out to breakfast. Let's do this. And it was so funny. You had a whole day planned for yourself. I did. You were going to do your nails. You were going to go like (laughs) skip down the 202. You were going to do all sorts of great stuff. And then in like 40 minutes, we came back. We're like, okay, I miss you. Come here. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. And old us, the old version of us would have been like, "Uh, no, we need several days apart. And, you know, it's challenging for us because we are spending kind of 24-7 together since George moved in. And we're trying to figure out this new balance of, okay, we're living together now. We're getting married in three weeks. How the heck do we change our whole lives? And, you know, I'm throwing half my life away. He threw away half his life to move in. And we're just trying to see how's the best way to manage this. I feel like 82%. 82% he threw away. I threw about 42%, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I do Yours have... Is low fat. Mine was high fat. <laughs> right. Mm. Mm, fat. <laughs> oh, God, I know. We're, now we're dieting together. This right. is so great. <laughs> I, I looked at cardboard the other day and I was like, oh, my God, fiber source. Right. Yeah, no, we're, we're definitely... We're trying to do a little bit different kind of eating style, just kind of changing it up right before the wedding, Um, just feeling better, working out, exercising, just kind of listening to our bodies. And that's really the most important thing. Listen to your body. What Mm -hmm. does your body want? There's a big difference between what the body wants, by the way, not to interrupt because I do that all the time. Uh Um, I'm so sorry. I love you. That's okay. I love Um, you. (laughs) Is like the difference between knowing what you, what the body needs and really what you're in tune with versus am I satisfying some kind of an emotional craving or Mm -hmm. am I trying to self-soothe? There's a big difference between the two and that's something that you have to kind of learn to develop over time. Your body has needs and then it has habits that it's formed over time. Which one are you feeding? You don't want to feed the habit because that could perpetually be the thing that's dwindling you downwards. Yeah, and that's so true. And I think a lot of that... 100% comes from childhood coping mechanisms that you've had to develop from trauma, from limiting beliefs, from not 
being nourished properly, mm-hmm. from suffering from abuse. There's so many variations and reasons why people struggle with binging and overeating and using food as a coping mechanism. So that's another thing that you can reprogram and you can revise that out and change the past and heal that within you so that you can have a healthy relationship with food. It's very important. So uh, we wanted to thank you for being here for our first mini episode of our podcast. Yahoo! We love you guys. Thank you for being here. Uh, The next several episodes will be longer, but we wanted to just come on here and do this impromptu recording for you because it's fun and that's how we are. We're very impulsive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a single script in front of me, not one. Yeah, it's great. no, we're not looking at anything. <laughs> we just turned this on and we're like, let's try this. <laughs> Here <know>. we go. <laughs> this is easy. This is fun. So it is easy. Remember to follow us everywhere um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever the heck else we are. Pinter- are Pinterest now. I just joined Pinterest. So if you want to go and pin all of our memes and stuff. You're on Pinterest. Um, Yeah, I'm on Pinterest. I I thought those were for just dresses. (laughs) You're so cute. Okay. Anyway, signing out. Au revoir. I love you. Ciao. Bye. Love you all. Bye.